Welcome to the Philly Sportscast with your hosts, Derek and Dave. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Philly Sportscast. I'm Derek. And I'm Dave. Okay, so, Birds, Kansas City, what do you think? Wow. What the that hell was, was incredible. that? They came out. KC threw a one-two punch. Bah, bah. Just like a big fighter. It was like a fight we watched the other night, man. They did whatever they wanted to do. Yeah. And then Dawkins said, I'm not scoring anymore, boys. Let's go. Let's do this. Yeah, you're right. Got that turnover. Well, we were at the bar, me and E-Money watching the game. Beautiful. E-Money's my brother. Shout out to E-Money and his new son, Declan James. God bless them. I will say this, that God Dave, bless Debbie pushing that baby out, too. Wow. 36 HRSs in labor. Wow. <laughs> E-Money is a blessed man. No problem. I'll just give a quick plug out to E-Money as well. He, E-Money's gonna, E-Money is, as, as a quick introduction, he's my brother and quite possibly the most successful sports gambler of anyone we know. So he's going to be coming in with his E-Money picks on the old sports cast. E-Money's money line. E-Money's money line. If you're absolutely, positively desperate as all hell, use these picks. They won't even cost you a dime. It won't cost you anything. No 800 number here. So, Dave, Kansas City, back to Kansas City. Back to KC. We were at the bar, and there wasn't one time that anybody at that bar thought the game was over. I will say this, though. When D'Angelo Hall ran that one back after the interception. Dante Hall. Dante Hall. After Dante Hall scored that touchdown just after Sheldon Brown uh, intercepted that pass and scored a touchdown. Actually, it took the wind out of anyone's side right there. I agree. So the bar starts getting a little sullen. Understandable. But there's so much time left. Yes. So you think they can possibly do something. And let me tell you something. They Did they ever? Started by Javon Curse. Terrell Owens could have done anything he wanted to at any time during the game. He could have ran goal line to goal line. He wants 30 yards, he gets 30 yards. Yep. He wants 15, he gets 15. He wants 45, he gets 45. At any point, he could have done whatever he wanted to. That's the way it seemed. They had no answer to him. Not at all. He's the best in the business. I concur. Know what I didn't understand about T.O.? What? What was the celebration? Oh, yeah, he, like, sat on his knee. Like he was pretending he was... No, he didn't sit on his knee. He was, like, creating a chair. Like he was watching TV, or like he... First oh, it looked like and he, he had his hand next to his ear? Yeah, well, like he was kind of sitting, watching. Uh, no. I, at first I thought he unlocked the door, but then it looked like he was watching TV. I'm sorry because my hand, I'm trying to, uh, well, no, I'm trying to get the whole effect of his. Oh, okay, yeah. But uh, that's the way it seemed. I don't know. Anybody knows, please. Yeah, if anybody has any idea what the celebration was, feel free to uh, jump in on the uh, sportscast. I understand the Sharpie before and. But that one, yeah, just I just pull didn't Sharpie get. out of your pants, and you would be fine. Well, if I just don't understand it. If he was going to do a TV, pull a remote out then. Right, right. But the game was awesome. Down 18 points at Arrowhead, and they came back and just rolled. That's the way they played the Monday night before that? Yeah. Once they start getting smacked around, they're like, man, not much we can do. Right. We can't stop them. Oh, you're talking about Kansas City oh, play KC, that way. yeah. They just looked horrible. Yeah. That's yeah. The birds are just—they're looking great. I have no problem with the birds. So Trotter makes it happen on D, and To makes it happen on O. I think the whole defense: Trotter, Curse. Dawkins, Curse. That's, I was getting tired of hearing O. Curse doesn't have a sack, but he does so much out there. Drops back. I, I cannot agree with you more. Takes double teams. Yeah, exactly. And also, he—he he got a hold of Larry Johnson and he pummeled him. I don't know if Larry Johnson dropped the ball because of fear or he just. Dropped the ball because Javon Curse punched it out of his arm. But I would drop the ball if like, Curse grabbed me. Oh, my goodness gracious. That's the only, the only problem with the game. We lost uh, Grassmanis, Paul yeah. Grassmanis. Don't we lose him every year, though? Oh, yeah. This is third year in a row. So, I don't have any problems how with about, the birds. How about France? Did he look awesome out there oh, or yeah. what? What a great kick. You know, you know what was funny about it? It was like we were at the bar and we were laughing when he kicked. At first, and then what I thought was really cool is that he made that one field goal, and Andy Reid like gave him like whole kind of emotion Man. that you very rarely see from Andy, Andy Reid. He doesn't do that at all, not at all. And then Andy Reid obviously wanted this guy to succeed. He knows the strengths of this team. He knows he's not going to win or lose by this kid, 
and he the kid kicked the field goal. I think it was almost 40 yards. And Andy Reid was, what's the word I'm looking for? Probably the most jovial. Most fat jovial. people are jovial. Yeah, he he. <laughs> He's not really fat anymore, is he? Oh, well, he lost 50 pounds, but... Probably the most animated I've ever oh, seen. Oh, definitely, yeah. Okay, I've yeah. never seen, like, a hardcore fist pump, and uh, he's really... He almost jumped. I almost <laughs> saw him get some air. <laughs> he didn't lose that much weight. <laughs> yeah, you might be right about that. But I, I thought that was really cool, supporting the young kid coming in fresh, not really having any idea what he's getting right. himself into. Pressure situation, they were down by so many points, and... You know, he just comes back and went, oh, they just rolled. It wasn't even funny. It was disgusting at the end. It looked great. Yeah, Vermeil, like, <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for him to cry again. <laughs> we just like, we didn't have it. We just had no answer for them. Right after Tony Gonzalez, I didn't get the ball. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, what do you, how do you give Tony uh, Gonzalez the ball? How do you? Just start sending him deep. If I had a linebacker covering him, I would say go 30 yards because – Within 30 yards, hopefully he can get a little separation, throw it high, a, a bullet right down there where right. he can grab it. Is he still the best tight end in the league? No. Gates? I would have to go Gates. Do you believe Gates was shooting hoop two years ago? <laughs> I know. That's, I, I saw an interview with him. They're like, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I played basketball. And he goes, the oddest thing happens now is everyone I played basketball with calls me up. Yo, you think I can make the NFL? Should I try out for it? He's like. You're a point guard. You can't do that. Yeah, I, uh, I saw the same thing, and it is funny. He's like, it's not really that easy. Where would you put uh, LJ at? I think LJ's in a terrific system. I don't necessarily think he's a world beater. However, I will say that he is top five tight end in the league. I'll, I'll, I can name you my top five tight ends right sure. now. I'll start with Gates, and then I will go with Gonzalez. And then I will go with Jeremy Shockey. And you might be shocked to hear. <laughs> I was bad. That was horrible. But you might question that pick. But all that guy does is get those 14-yard in routes and catches the ball over a linebacker. Every week. You see it every week. But he definitely he helps out Eli, no problem. And then I'll round it off by I'll put LJ at number five. And my number four tight end, the guy from Dallas. What's his name? Jason Witten. Jason Witten. What about uh, Randy McMichael down in Miami? Oh yeah, and what about Crumpler? Crumpler? I don't. I don't really think Crumpler is. I think. Um, I think Vic Mate is making Crumpler because Vic doesn't really look to anybody else. He either looks to Crumpler or he looks to run yeah. because he got burnt by a. Uh, what's his name that came down from Buffalo? Peerless Price. Yeah. Never fearless, peerless. But they do got the great Brian Finneran. Where did he go to school? And with whom? I have no idea. Villanova with Westbrook. So my top five would be Gates. I would keep Gonzalez up there. I have no problem with Chalky, but I would have to have Randy McMichael up there. Because Gus Farad, I don't think he has the arm strength to throw it real far. Mm. And he really likes that. It helps him out a lot. So I put Randy McMichael up there. Probably Todd Heap. But the only problem with Heap is he gets hurt, and that's where I think LJ can move in front that's of him. That's another thing I think with Heap, too. Well, if a he crumpler before. Before Heap? Yeah, cr like Crumpler would be number five. I gotcha. have no problem with Crumpler up there. I like Crumpler But don't you agree that Crumpler gets the ball thrown to him? That's why he's doing so well. Is he really oh, that good on the other side of the ball as far as blocking? He might things? not be a great blocking tight end, but that's not what they want. Right. They want their guys who would go deep. Vic can run around. If he sees a lane, he'll run. If he needs to throw it short, throw it to Crumpler. And if he has to, he'll run through a couple people. He's got great size on him. We'll be right back after a word from these sponsors. Call Ticket Warehouse today at 800-250-4500 for your one-stop shopping ticket solution. Count on Ticket Warehouse to get you one of the best seats in the house. One call does it all. 800-250-4500. That's 800-250-4500. Or all your tickets online at TicketWarehouse.com. Back to your favorite podcasters, Derek and Dave. You're listening to PhillySportsCast.com. Give us a call at 215-494-5438. Leave a message and we'll be sure to get your message on air. So a uh, little back-to-reality segment here on the sportscast. Cadillac Williams. Getting hurt this week. It's the NFL, baby. It is. It stands for not for long if you play that way. That's Jerry Glanville. Jerry Glanville gave me that not one. Not for long. It's a shame. A lot of people, Armand Green got hurt. A lot of running backs are getting hurt. No running backs really tearing up the league right now. You got huh. Stephen Davis. What the heck is that? What What is going on there? I always take two TDs, no problem. 
Well, all right. Take your fantasy away from it. Well, that's wasn't he done? He was done at the beginning of the year. That's, he was done. He was an afterthought. Right. Deshaun Foster is supposed to take it over. Right. But a lot of teams like having that. They like having that, as you want to call, power back, fast back, thunder, lightning, whatever, which way you would want to put it. But is, is Foster even getting the ball? How many oh, catches yeah. is he getting? He had a pretty good game last night. Did he really? Yeah, he had a couple big runs. He catches the ball nice. Had a pretty good game against Green Bay. Yes. Seems like everyone on Carolina did. Yeah. It's tough, it's it's tough to watch Favre try so hard. I like Farbra. I love him. I think he's. I think it's a pleasure to watch somebody like him play football. And think about how long you and I have been watching him play. I mean, we were just turning twenty-one when he was coming, and we're a lot older than that now. Twenty-three. Twenty-three and a half. The worst part about watching him though is listening to John Madden. Well, if you're going to talk oh, about a great God. player, you got to talk about Farbra. When oh, Farbra plays, Farbra. Oh, it's terrible. Hey, please stop. This is why Brett Favre is one of the best in the world at quarterback. He could just, at the very beginning of the game, my horse trailer player is going to be Favre. Yeah. (laughs) Good call. Get off his job. Oh, and DeLome, because DeLome's from the sticks, and he talks like this. (laughs) (laughs) They had an interview with him last night. I was like, wow. I didn't know what. The water boy's on. Yeah. Mama said, you're listening Thanks, to Philly Sportscast with Derek and Dave. But no other real big surprises right now in the NFL, other than Minnesota. Not big surprises. Minnesota's not playing that well. Carolina had a tough game. Philadelphia's still looking great. I can't wait for this weekend's game. Yeah, I can't wait for this weekend's game either. Well, yeah, we can end it by saying, end the Kansas City talk by saying, there's really no complaints. It was an entertaining game from start to finish, and it was scary at first, but the Eagles' true color shine. Yeah, you never like going down that far. But it's nice. It builds character, you could say. They came back. They played well. But if the Eagles can spot Kansas City with that running team. In Kansas City. In Kansas City, an 18-point lead. What are they going to do to the Cowboys? I don't, care. I don't care if they're playing on the moon. Yeah, they'll say, you know what? We'll give you 30. Better they're, watch out. We'll give you 30 until halftime. They're going to crush the Cowboys. How bad is that Cowboys team? Did you watch any of the Raiders games? Yeah, they're looking worse and worse each week. They are. I mean, they're if, if Bledsoe can't throw at seventy yards, they might be. They might have scored thirteen points all year. And that's. I can't see us getting beat single coverage. I mean, we can keep guys back there because Julius Jones isn't yeah, doing that and much. Terry Glenn's not going to eat you up. I mean, you're you're going to target Terry Glenn if you if your game plan is centered on. Letting Terry Glenn beat you, Terry you're going to be a okay. Exactly. Keyshawn is the biggest fraud in the history of the NFL, and I tell you what, and I'll tell you what, who is that line? But who is the offensive lineman that the Eagles drafted that raped somebody before the season started? Um, Kevin Allen. Okay, remember that? Yeah, a long time ago. In the, uh, it was funny in the uh, scouting report. It says. Uh, uh, looks like Tarzan plays like Jane. <laughs> but the Eagles picked him anyway. Ah. And um, and he, he ended up being convicted of a rape. But Keyshawn Johnson is a bigger fraud than him. At least this guy was sent away, banished instantly. Keyshawn just lingers and thinks he's good. He lingers and he, he struts around. Who's like who's like an example of somebody who struts around like they, like their shit don't stink? But he is putrid. He walks around with a big skid mark on the back of his uh, uni. They should give him a skid mark in between the one and the nine on his back. That's how putrid Keyshawn Johnson is. And if you're a Dallas fan and you can defend this guy, I can't believe you possibly could. All he can do, red zone, he'll use his body. He does that well. He'll you know, bring the guy down, cut, something like that. If he has to run for the ball, don't do it. He's got to run after the catch. Don't do it. That's all he is, is a red zone. So you're defending him. No, not at all. I think he stinks. But I won't put a skid mark on his jersey. You wouldn't put a skid mark in between his one and nine? Who would you give the skid mark award then if you don't give it to him? The skid mark award? For for the first three games of the season, first four games of the season, who gets the skid mark award as the most overhyped player 
Kevin Jones, running back, Detroit. Really? Yes. Oh, he's been doing horrible. I don't think he has over 50 yards. You wouldn't say Manning or Culpepper? No, or... Manning threw four TDs last week. Culpepper had one good week. Right. He still, he ran. But Kevin good. Jones doesn't really bring that much hype, does he? Well, that whole Detroit team. Okay, you can go with that. Yeah, I'd You can say go... Harrington and um, Charles Rogers and. You see, and... Rogers is going to get suspended? No. Well, yeah, I did hear about four it. Four games, yeah. All right, so Detroit gets your skid mark award. Yeah, the whole team. Dallas definitely gets mine, and you know why? Just because you hate them. No. I wouldn't be justification for sitting in the Skidmark Award. That loss to Washington. Yo, Dallas fans, they're not going to make the playoffs because of that loss to Washington. Right now you got birds, you got the skins. They're yeah. sitting on the bottom. you got giants. Well, you know what? Wow. You can't really... Discount the Giants. The, the team is pretty good. Oh, they're you looking watch real good. Them. Yeah. Eli, he's, he hasn't made a believer out of me yet, but Look. he's still, he's got what it takes. He could be good someday. Yeah, so. But Dallas stinks. Getting on, let's get on Dallas. Let's get on them because they deserve it. Parcells deserves it. I've kind of noticed that uh, Roy Williams, Dallas, not Roy Williams, Detroit, one-dimensional player. He's coming forward. He can hit the shit out of anybody. He can. He's a, he's he's a train got a, wreck. He's got to cover someone. He can't do it. Whoop. Hey, it's horrible, which it I horrible. like. I like watching him get beat. I always thought next guy like to take over Dawkins' spot as a, like the Pro Bowl right. safety, I thought he was going to be the man. He still can be the man because he can just crush people. He's not a cover guy. I'm not saying Dawkins is the best cover guy, but when he played Atlanta, he broke up the pass to Crumpler. Did a real good job. Right, he did. And Dawkins scares people, yeah. too. Williams, I mean, he scares people. He has real big hits, but it just seems if he has to cover someone, he can't do it. Bledsoe's not the answer down there. They have to, next year, they're definitely going to be looking for another quarterback. If Bledsoe's not the answer, he's their entire team right now. Yeah. But they can't keep him. Well, I mean, maybe they can keep him, but it just seems, okay, he's getting older. No, Terry Glenn's getting older. Terry Glenn is I thought Terry Glenn yeah. was retired. All these guys are getting older. Like it's going to be now or never, and it's not now. They're not going to be able to do right. it this year. And Parcells is definitely getting older, and he yeah. doesn't. He walks around like he doesn't. He can't handle the rebuilding. He's got to just bring all his old Jets people in. And his biggest not fault, but at the time right now, he wanted to get his defense in there, so he had to get a lot of defensive guys in the draft, which he did. He got sure, where, sure. which is real nice. He's bringing in his defense, but the offense is definitely going to be hurting now and in years to come. But that's great. That's fine with me. I hope they never win. What do you think his fascination with Keyshawn is? Do you think they just, you know, Keyshawn picks a tab up when they go out to eat or something? I think Keyshawn is a, a bastard tight end maybe. Remember when? Oh, so you think he likes the fact that Keyshawn does lay a good lockdown, and I think you're right about that. He a good lockdown, and he can use his body to where – Short in the field, like a 20-yard type player. Okay. Kind of like Bavaro. When they played up in New York, he had Mark Bavaro. Sims needed something, boop, throw it to Bavaro. And that's what they can do with Keyshawn. Right. They're not gonna, he's not going to go deep. And if he does catch the ball, he won't, that's the only thing difference between him and a tight end. He won't go through anyone. Right. If he catches it, he's going to sit his ass down wherever he catches it. So what's T.O. going to do to that secondary? If Moss oh, scored all that? Yeah, what, what's T.O. going to uh, do them if Santana Moss... I think it's going to be another week. T.O. can get 200 yards. Oh, you think it's just 200 yards, a touchdown? Why not? Do you think it's going to be Unless, remin- you think it's going to be reminiscent of the 49ers game where they just destroy? It should be. Definitely should be. Because there's no there's no time for playing again, playing around with Cowboys. Yeah. You you get the Cowboys when they're down and you beat the junk out of them and it puts a smile on all of our faces. And I like Lamar Gordon's been getting more yards now, running the ball. He has some nice catches. Each week he gets more and more active into the game. Yeah, you know what? I figured out Lamar Gordon's role in this squad. It is to take that punishment that Westbrook ne- doesn't necessarily have to take. Right. Eat up some of the clock. Yep. Eat up some Boom. of the clock. Get Hit those it. three yards when they need the three yards. Why have Westbrook run those three yards when he, he doesn't need to take that kind of pounding? Yep. That is, that's a huge role in this team. It's somebody who can give Brian Westbrook longevity over the course of a season. And that is... Spells championship. And I like it. Speaking of championship, I, like I mean, look what happened to uh, New England at home. They're just not the same team. No. 
losing Rodney Harrison has just... But he puts fear into people back there. Absolutely. And you could tell what happened with the Chargers. He could be cheap and all that. Oh, the Chargers look great. They look fabulous. Man, I'll tell you what, I feel sorry for Phillip Rivers a little bit because he's going, he's gone after this season. That's, if I was Phillip Rivers, you think he would say, you know what, do me a favor, trade me now. They well, can, he did say that he's going to be a starter next year no matter right. what. That's, there's a bunch of teams that need him right now. Oh, sure. So, Dave, can I get a prediction on this week's game? Eagles, Cowboys. 31-10, of course, the Eagles. 31-10. I'm going to go 24-9. All field goals for uh, the boys, or yeah, all field goals. There's no way. I, I don't. I just don't think they have the offensive skills to get in in the end zone. I just I see something weird happen. Well, yeah. I mean, always. Well, yeah. There's no real reason ex- to suspect that this is going to be a total domination because the Eagles Cowboys always play each other so well. Right. It's not going to be like the, the Redskins this year. Are going to be a lot tougher team. They got a better defense. Boys, we should just tram- trample over. Right. We'll be right back after a word from these sponsors. Call Ticket Warehouse today at 800-250-4500 for your one-stop shopping ticket solution. Count on Ticket Warehouse to get you one of the best seats in the house. One call does it all. 800-250-4500. That's 800-250-4500. Or all your tickets online at TicketWarehouse.com. Back to your favorite podcasters, Derek and Dave. You're listening to phillysportscast.com. Give us a call at 215-494-5438. Leave a message, and we'll be sure to get your message on air. All right, Dave, let's uh, move on to the Phillies' end-of-year wrap-up. Let's wrap it on up. We won't play taps again. People no, get a little upset at us. And you know what? Let's say, it, I'll be first. I'll admit that it was premature to say that. It was fun to watch them. You know, we didn't really expect them to go into Washington and sweep. Right. And we didn't expect the Cubs... You know what? I will say this again. F the Cubs. It's a shame we had to put our hopes on them. But at the same time, as we said, all we said that game after the Phillies blew that in the eighth inning. We played taps. For anybody who's heard the uh, the Phillies fall podcast, is we played taps the exact moment that ball went through Chase Utley's wickets. That was it. Season over. Done and done. We just looked forward to, or not forward, we looked in the future at that time, who the the Astros had pitching right. and the probability they were winning. You know what? That was the game they needed to win. That was a, totally. It's a lot easier to say, you know, hindsight. So, Dave, the uh, Daily News put out their Phillies report card for the final final grades for the season. And uh, let's just run down this real quick and, uh, and see if we agree with them or not. They give their starting pitching on the Phillies a B minus. What do you think? Uh, I like B minus. It's a good grade. They had some of the younger guys come in, fill in, do well. But if I had to grade each starting pitcher, I'd have to give Padilla a D. He really brought down the, the starting pitchers. We got to get rid of him at the end of this year. We really had to find out about contracts and stuff like that. But I thought Robinson did well. Lieber did a lot better than I thought. It was great to see he was healthy again after Tommy John surgery two years ago. Right. Myers had a great beginning, slid off a little bit at the end, but I still love him. Love having him on the team. And Randy Wolf, I think there's three top qualities right there, Wolf, Lieber, Myers. I'm not sure when Wolf's coming back because of surgery and all that. He might not do as well mm-hmm. next year, but I like those guys. So you, you don't think Padilla should be around anymore? I don't think Padilla should be around I have no problem with Corey Lytle as a starter. Fun, isn't it fun to watch Padilla pitch when he's on? Oh, it's great when he's on. It's amazing. But far but in between. You, uh, you, you think it's time to give up on that? Yeah, definitely. But there's yeah. not too many guys to find out there like him that can give you some magic. I'd rather, uh, maybe because I'm tired of seeing the same team play, I say we give Madsen a try. Put him down in, in winter ball this year. Take him out of the bullpen, put him back as a starting pitcher where, where he's supposed to be, where he started off. See how he does. See what he can do. That's see what Robinson can do and see what uh, Brito can do. Okay. That's not a bad idea. So you uh, you agree with B-minus? Yeah, that's that's if we don't get a, a number one pitcher, a top quality pitcher, which I don't see a quality pitcher coming in here. No, I see quality pitchers coming in. I don't see that number one solid ace. Because of where they play. Yeah, because it's – a short field, it's easier to hit home runs. Right. I think that score is actually a little low. 
B minus. I would give them a solid B or uh, it's tough to give a B plus, but I think a B minus is B minus is kind of low because every time they went out, and it, it's no different from any other club in the league. Every time the Phillies starting pitcher was one out, I felt they were giving their team a chance to win. Right. So I would give them a B. B minus is kind of harsh. If you went down to C, that's just too that's tough. Right. I, yeah, a C. They're definitely above average. But I thought also with the B minus was some of them were going short. Even though Robinson played well, when he came in, he would only go five innings. I don't know if that's Charlie's fault or whose fault it was, and that kind of hurt the uh, the middle relief relief pitchers down the season because they right. had to pitch so many innings. Right. Okay, moving on. Bullpen. Bullpen. I I think the paper gave him a, a C minus, right? Right. C minus, which I think is wrong. It's wrong to do because how the the relief or the starting pitcher hurt the relievers, bringing them in so early sometimes. I thought bringing in Arbino was a great move. I like that a lot. I just think Matson got tired at the end of the year. I think Foltz did a real good job. So you're saying C minus is too, too low. low? Definitely too low. I think it's extremely high. Really? I you think it a D? F. F. You absolutely be F. Me. Here's my point. Sure. They have the best closer in the league. One of the best. Bar none. No, the best. Okay, listen. When you have, when the game is on the line, a very important game, and you, as you saw in Washington, that ended the season. Okay. This guy comes in, it is just breeze fire and throws strikes. Okay, who did we need to beat this year? Houston Astros. He's the best, he is the best reliever in baseball. Wagner is probably top one in NL at in the NL. Well, let me explain to you why I'm sure. giving them an F. They have a dominant closer. Yes. An absolute dominant closer. The reason why the Phillies didn't make the playoffs this year, there's a few reasons, but the main reason is because of this bullpen. And I'm going to bring it on down for you. I'm going to break down the names for you, Dave. Break it all down for me. Tim Worrell, head case, lost it, couldn't handle the pressure, right. had his own personal problems, which, you know, we all can relate to, abandons the team, comes back, and he throws meatballs, and they, he gives up eight, nine, ten runs. So that's Morrell. Right. Gone. He loses it. Then you have Cormier, who is good for four runs every time he touches the ball. Agree or disagree? I agree. He Two years ago, it was incredible. I don't know what happened to him. Right. Urbina. We blame that Mets loss when we signaled taps for this team. Arbina was pitching. Ugi gave up the lead. Right. Wagner has given up given up leads also. I'm not done yet. Okay, go ahead. Madsen, for some reason, hit a wall. I he just I think he might have pitched too much. He had him out there every night. I don't know exactly what happened. But it becomes a point in 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 the young man's life where right. he be, where he becomes re- responsible for the for, for his, his actions deeds, for yeah. his actions. So how many games did he lose? I'm not saying you have to give me a number, right? But I'm telling you the combination of Worrell, Cormier, Oogie, and Ryan Madsen lost this team ten games, at least ten, maybe more games. And you're telling me, with the most dominant closer in the league, which I which I think, dominant by saying just sheer velocity, this bullpen could not have come up with more wins. I'm saying if your starters went a little deeper, that helps out. I, I Okay, you're right. If the stars go deeper, Morrell doesn't go in there, and so forth. Cormier right. doesn't get the ball. So that hurts your, that will hurt your bullpen in the long run. In a, in a hundred and sixty two games. These season. middle relievers are why I'm sorry, the middle relievers, not necessarily Wagner. Right. Who has given up his fair share of BGO home runs. <laughs> the middle relievers are why they are not in the playoffs. Do you agree or disagree? I disagree. Why? How is it I possible? Still, How can you disagree with that? I blame the coach. I oh, still blame no, the coach. No, no, yes. No, 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 no. The coach is the reason why they won this many games. No. I could have coached them. They could have got 92 wins, I think, with me coaching. You coaching maybe 91. Totally disagree with you. Yeah, I don't blame it on the middle. Well, we'll relief. get to the manager. Okay. That's where I'm taking my stand. Middle relief lost this gate, lost this team to playoffs. So you're saying we'll cut out middle relief, bring in some new ones. 
No, 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 no. I'm not saying okay, that he oh, had no, any okay, new yeah. bodies. Okay. I'm saying, you know, there's a reason why Ed Wade signed Cormier to a two-year deal. And that's because Cormier two years ago threw, just a, was a lights out. Yeah. He's awesome. not lights out anymore. No. He's lights on, I think. Thank goodness say. Tim Morrell is gone. Oogie, if Wagner doesn't sign, Oogie's going to be right up to, the, to Ed Wade's door and says, I'd like to be your closer next year. Yeah. <sighs> You have to be sincerely scared about that. I wouldn't mind him as my closer. Oh. Who are you going to get? You're going to get Billy Wagner. You're going to. Oh, Wagner's not going to come back. You're going to truckload money up to it. He wants to come back, supposedly. He would have signed his contract before. If he wants to well, come back. He want, may, wants to see what he can get. Right. I think we might lose him. I like. I still like Arbina. Arbina. Oogie. Oogatha. Let's move on. Okay. Catcher. Catcher? The Daily News <laughs> The Daily News gives the catching platoon of Mike Lieberthal and Todd Pratt a C. As in they can't see. As in they can't play catcher. Yeah, exactly. What do you think? C's being way too nice. Well, I think the C is because of Pratt. Pratt had probably his he probably had the best year I've ever seen him have. Yeah, but he's not an everyday catcher. Oh not at all. Right. So Lieby is what? D minus then. Lieby's the picture of, you want to see what happens when you sign a big contract for a long term? You could sit around, you could still work here, make money. It's a shame. Yeah, you no, know, he is the epitome of Ed Wade giving out free money. Right. So Pratt gets them to a C. If and Pratt that's has, a shame. It is a shame. It's a shame Manuel had to use Pratt like that. Yeah. Okay. You know, catching is a whole, it's a whole show. Let's move on. Hey, they're the ones calling the games. They're the ones making sure everything's going well during the game. I'm just saying that the ineptitude of that position from the from Mike Lieberthal's standpoint. I mean, listen, Mike. You know, I I love you, man. I think you play hard, but you're just not you're not what you used to be. If you used to be anything, move on to first base. Ryan Howard, Jim Tomey. Daily yeah. News gives him an A minus. I say just give him an A, flat out A. If not A plus, I think the way Ryan Howard but, played. But Marcus Hayes in the Daily News makes a very good point where he says Tommy played too long while he was hurt, forcing Howard to sit on the bench. Though I think when he came on the bench or came off the bench, he showed some fantastic power. He had some good plays in the field. I love the guy. I say give him an A. I'm not going to take away because Tommy tried to play at the beginning. I understand what you're saying. You're for your so what your perspective is. That Ryan Howard played first base for the Phillies this year. Yeah. You know, Ryan yeah. Howard played first base for the Phillies this yeah. year, and he was terrific. Yeah. He played over a half of the year, and he was just fabulous. I loved watching him at first base. I have no I problem. I agree with you. And he played pretty decent defense, too. Yeah. I don't know if they feel bad about giving him an A. I have no problem giving him an A. Let's move on to second base. Utley was fabulous. But Chase Utley didn't play second base for the Phillies all year. But Polanco started off. It would have been great if we could have kept Polanco. I have no problem trading Polanco for Urbina, but it just seems if we had Polanco playing third base instead of Bell, would have took two positions away, would have started a good player. But uh, Utley looked great, and when Polanco was here, he played fabulous also. That was a nice one-two left-right switch. Imagine if Ed Ed Wade had the balls to keep Polanco and put him at third. What would have happened to this team this year? They'd be in the playoffs. I, I believe they would be. You'd have Bell as your utility player. You'd have to probably get rid of Tomas Perez. With the no, team. boo who? Right. It, it, who's going to throw a pie in someone's face? Right. You know, it thinks that Tomas Perez is known for throwing pies in yeah. people's faces because he's a decent baseball player. He wouldn't be on this team for so long if he wasn't. Right. You can't keep him around. Just You can't keep David Bell around because you sign him to such a big deal right. and you has to play third. David Bell... Let's move on to third base. A great segue to third base. Right. David Bell is as hard as they come. He had a couple bad games at the end of the year. Not bad games, but no. But he showed an opportunities of or uh, his errors would come out at the very end of the game. Yep. It just seemed it was a shame. Yeah, great defensive player. That's what we have him for. But he's not really a great defensive player because of all the errors that he had at the end. Of, I'm talking prior years. He was he was known for he his makes defense. amazing oh. plays at third. Oh, yeah. You know I. I can't fault the guy. He is exactly what he is. The Daily News, Marcus Hayes gives him a C-. minus. You know, that's pretty appropriate. I, I would give David Bell a better grade than Lieberthal, Todd Pratt. You would get okay, so, yeah. At least Marcus, the same grade. No, David Bell was a liability this year. 
You know what? I won't say he was a liability. You're absolutely <laughs> right. He is, but I'm, what I'm saying is you have to give me what I'm saying is that he is what he is. He's David Bell. He plays third base. Right. Third base, you need more power out of it. As third basemans go, yeah, you need more power. He wasn't hitting power. How about a better average? He wasn't hitting average. But he doesn't take time right. off. No, he, he doesn't. sit on the bench. He, that guy's probably hurting for certain, too. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to shortstop. Marcus Hayes gives Jimmy Rollins, who is perhaps the best defensive shortstop in the game today. Better than Jeter, you think? Yes. Wow. A B minus. He started off horrible. He yes. was swinging way too much. Even though he ended the season with a huge 36-game hitting streak, and he was the reason why the Phillies made a really sweet run to the, down the stretch. But he gets a B minus because of his first three quarters of the season, which was just awful. Yes. So do you think he learned something from this 36-game hitting streak and he can improve on that going forward? I think he needs to improve more. I'm not saying hitting-wise. or His hits came nicely, but he still tried to get the power. He would get that one hit at the beginning of the game, he'd go for the power. He doesn't get enough walks. His on-base percentage isn't high enough for a leadoff hitter. He has to. His on-base percentage should be around 380, 400. Like, that'd be fabulous, something like that. His batting average is 275. His on-base percentage is probably 320. I think that needs to be higher. That's where he needs to focus on. Shortstop defensively, like you said, he's great. It's great watching him out there. Yeah. He gets around awesome. Marcus Hayes does say that he would have given him a D, straight D, if really? he wasn't on the streak. Wow. I think C. I think he was an average player. I don't think at the beginning no, of the year. No, he, he brought was, the team down yeah. at the beginning of the year. He shouldn't have been the leadoff hitter then. They should have moved him. They tried moving him. He definitely he, right. he started hitting the ball a lot better. Hopefully he can keep that up. Okay, moving on to the only solid A on the list here is center field. And I'll read you what uh, Marcus Hayes wrote. Sure. Kenny Lofton and Jason Michaels platooned in center field and hit second. Combined, they were the second best center fielder in the league behind Andrew Jones. How do you like that? Wow. Yes, it's very surprising. Yes, it is. Actually, I thought Kenny Lofton was a definite asset to the team. Sure. And so is Jason Michael, yeah. but you wouldn't believe it to watch him play. No, that's oh, – I thought – what I was thinking before, like I really thought it would be nice if uh, if we could trade Bobby Abreu during the offseason, get some pitching, maybe a young catcher, third baseman, something like that, and move Michaels to either keep him in center or move Lofton if Lofton's playing again next year, just to get Michaels more at bats. I like watching right. him play. I really – I and, A, that's kind of shocking, I thought. But, Utley you know, the stats yeah. prove it, though. Yeah, that's pretty impressive there. Okay, moving on the right field, Dave, and we're almost down the list here. Marcus Hayes gives Bobby Abreu a B. The only way he gets a B is before the All-Star break. After the All-Star break, he just wasn't the same Bobby Abreu. No, he wasn't. No, he was not. It's such a shame. And you can't give his defense anything. No. Yeah, he would. I would bring that down. C-plus, maybe. He's a terrible defensive right fielder. He can certainly hit the junk out of the ball. He knows how to play. But is he really made for this town? No. Because it doesn't look like he's trying. doesn't look like he's trying. He, it's effortless. I mean, it's a, he swings. He hits home runs like I put on deodorant. Yeah, far and few in between there. <laughs> <laughs> That's not necessarily what I was going for, but how easy, oh, effortlessly, how effortlessly I, see, yeah. I roll it on. You could do it in your sleep. I see. But that's I'm, after the All-Star break, his home run production has gone down. Oh, there's, there's no question about it. Okay, so did you answer my question? Is he made for this town? I said no. Does he have to go? I believe so. That's what I was saying. Not that I would want to see him go. I think it would be the easiest one to trade where we can get some players back to help us. Right. Him or Burrell. And I don't know if people really want Pat as much as they would want Bobby. I would have no problem. They said we're trading him in the offseason. The only thing I'd have a problem if it doesn't seem like we get fair trade for him. Right. Which seems like it happens a lot. Well, we should move to left field where Marcus Hayes gives Pat Burrell a B. B for Burrell. That's very nice. B for bat with 117 RBIs. Very nice. However, can you fault him for anything? Oh, taking third strikes all the time. You only talk no, about the other I, TV? Yeah, I know, but he's... Listen, Dave. Yes. Pat Burrell is signed to a big league contract to hit right. 115 RBIs And I have no problem with And that. he did that, job done, wipe your hands, done. I think he should have got an A. It's hard to watch, yeah. but the numbers don't lie. Right. A minus because defense out there. No, he's. I think he's got a terrific. He plays terrific defense. I think he has a great arm. I think he misplays some balls, 
That's not yeah. a lot of balls. No, nah, he works hard back there. Oh, he does. Oh, he, he he's a great worker. I think he's a great Philadelphia player. I really like him a lot. You can't deny run production. You can't deny the fact that he is paid to hit home runs and paid to hit RBI. Right, knock people in. But if you have to watch it, say you were a Cardinals fan, and all of a sudden at the end of the season you see that Pepper had 117 RBIs, you go, terrific season. He's a great player, potential all-star. But it's hard to watch when he's up there with two men on, down by one, bottom of the seventh. You need that hit. You need that hit. You need that hit. And you watch him look at the ball, swing at the ball, end up with his left knee on the ground, stand up, look at the umpire, and then walk to the dugout. But know what I hate it was, uh, say if it was a 2-2 count, he would think it's an inside ball. He would throw his legs back. Oh, his sure. ass would come He's out. He's huge at that. Rollins did that, too. And the ball would be Does dead center. That. The catcher's glove wouldn't move at all. And he was like, strike three. But, hey, I love the guy. I think he's great for the team. I would definitely keep him. I have no problem with him playing the field. No, he, he's a keeper. Yeah, B. B could be a little slight. B plus. A's, A's tough to get. I okay. think an A player... 40 home runs, 140 home runs. He led the team in RBI. Well, that's as the team goes, he he did very well. As a great player, Manny Ramirez, he gets an A. No, that's apples and oranges. It's not really. Like, he gets an A. Manny Ramirez was on this team. They make the playoffs. 40 home runs. That's the only thing I want from him. Okay, you ready for uh, the manager? Sure. Marcus Hayes gives him a C. What do you give him? I think he's low. I think you're really pushing it. Like you said, he won 10 games for the loose clubhouse. You, you know, you might say 10 he, games. By bringing a loose clubhouse in yeah. here, he's won more games than Larry Bowe did in either one of his seasons. Made some bad moves. Maybe they were. Maybe they weren't bad moves. Hindsight's always easy to say it's a bad move. I would have to easily give him a B minus. There's some. C's too low. I, I, I think C's way too low. I agree with you. I think that he came in here to do a job. Which was to get the team in the playoffs, but one thing is for sure, the team did not quit on him, and that team did quit on Larry Boa. Yes, oh, definitely. So it's so it's worth every nickel. Charlie Manuel will be back next year because Ed Wade's going to be back next year. Perhaps talent, you know, bring some talent in, and you can maybe make the playoffs, win a hundred games. How is how? Why would it be so crazy for the Phillies team to win a hundred games? Playing against the Mets, the Nationals, there's the teams. Those teams are the ones that they should have been beating all, the whole time. They had a blow 500 record against the Mets. That's just horrible. Go 0 for 6 against the Astros. The Astros. Hey, you don't deserve to be in the playoffs. With I, total, like that. I totally agree. I don't have any major problem that the Phillies aren't in it because they really don't deserve to be in it. Okay, Dave, let's uh, finish our Phillies final 2005 report card with the discussion on the general manager. Marcus Hayes gives him a C-. minus. What do you think? I like some of his moves. What was like, some of his moves? I like getting Arbina. I I really like Arbina. So you're I, saying you're wait, hang on. Yes. You're saying that if he would have decided to tell Charlie Manuel that he has to play Polanco a third, which he totally has the power to do, or get Oogie, you're saying the Oogie move was a better move. I'm saying it was the right move because it proved that they do need bullpen help. They definitely need bullpen help. Okay. So you're saying the Oogie move was a good move? Yes. Money wise. Because then Bell would have to be sitting on the bench. You're going to have too much money sitting on the bench. I like getting Oogie. So, but let me I also just give like, you, let me just uh, give you some a quick stat on okay. Oogie and a quick stat on Placido Planca. Sure. Oogie blew six saves as a setup man, and Placido Planca went on to hit 331 this season. Six saves as a setup man. Right. Against somebody who hit 331 at a potential third baseman. So think about the swing there. Think about that swing. That's playoffs. Know. That's playoffs. However. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Right. Ed Wade decided to make a move. He got what we all thought was a sweet, sweet ass right. at you the know, time setup man at the time. Absolutely. Oogie comes with a rep, although he tarnished his rep in Philly. That he did. I like that. I like him trying to do that. There was other moves he could have made, should have made. But yeah, hindsight, yeah, keep Blanco. At the time I thought it was a good deal. I have no problem with so that. So Wade gets a C minus for moves that he didn't make. Right, you can bring down his grade, but you got to give him some bonus for bringing in Lieber. Lieber played great. No, he, no, he was Lieber, the ace. Lieber's top notch, but he didn't move Plunk. He didn't move Utley, and he didn't move Howard. That's also great. That's but now we have contracts of Jim Tomey sitting there. Right. And stuff. Well, they're not going to move Tomey. Right. They they don't 
They don't eat contracts. Have you know the Phillies who have ever eaten they a contract? They got to. They got to do something. They got to do something. I would like to see try to make a move with the A's. Yeah, I think the biggest swing for the for the Phillies this year was John Lieber, and I, I'm we, a John Lieber fan. Yeah, we didn't have John Lieber. No, we'd been sitting closer to the Mets. You didn't have Ryan Howard. You'd be in last place. Yeah, if they traded Ryan Howard last year, as right. everyone said they should have, mm-hmm. you'd been hurting for certain. Absolutely. Who so, do you have? Edway gets a C minus. What do you give him? I'll give him a C plus. I thought he was better than average. I think C minus is right on point. Really? No, I, li- yeah. I like. I think you have to show up and say Polanco's playing third, and then you move on from there. I think people would have flipped out saying, "Now we got Bell sitting on the bench." Got too much money sitting on the bench. We need middle relief. Too much money. It's too much money to have a $4 million closer blow six saves in a season. How many saves did Wagner blow? Right. Okay, so you're saying it's not really relevant because everybody's going to blow saves no matter what. But not everybody, not your third baseman's not going to hit 331. Who knows if he would hit 331 here? He probably would have hit for a better average in his joint. He probably would have hit 301. Is that what he would have hit, 301? That's my guess. I think 306. (laughs) As long as it wasn't 336. All right, we're off the fills, Dave, because it's time and my brew is getting a little low. You're listening to Philly Sportscast with Derek and Dave. Time to go to the phones. Yeah, this is uh, Tom from Ben Salem, uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. i got a two-part question for you guys. Uh, I was wondering who you think was going to pick up the scoring for the Flyers this season with uh, the absence of LeClaire, Recchi, Amani, and Ronick. And the second part of my question is uh, I was wondering what you guys thought of uh, – Rollins comes back next year and uh, gets 20, 20 more games in his hitting streak and he breaks all-time record. If he if he goes on, that's pretty much what he's been doing his whole career. Do you think he'll be a Hall of Famer when he's uh, when he's done? I'm gonna hang up and let you guys respond. And uh, thanks for taking my call. I definitely see Forsberg picking up the slack. He's definitely gonna be your main guy. You're also gonna have Carter's and Richards, John Sims, Mike Knubel. All these guys can pick up where Jeremy Roenick, Tony Amante. Mark Recchi and John LeClaire ended up. Amante, he would, every 10 games, he would show up and play well. Other than that, he didn't really bring much. I like bringing in the young guys. I think they're going to do real well. I think when Cabinen comes back, he's going to be a good third line player. You're going to have Hanzus on the team. He's going to be a great center to have. I don't think you have to worry about anyone not scoring for the Flyers. I don't think you're going to have a 50 goal scorer on the team, but I think you're going to have many 30 to 40 goal scores. And as for Jimmy Rollins, I myself, I'm going to have to ask my buddy Derek here, I think if uh, he does open up the season, breaks the 56-game uh, the hit streak, I don't think it takes over Joe DiMaggio's record. Because I believe it's harder 56 straight games. Because now you got to take the, the beat and the bruises, the playing every day for two months. you got to play every day. He's ending it now. 33 games, he gets to start it back up. He's going to be fresh and new. I think it's harder to go straight don't two months. Think, don't you think it's harder to come off a layoff? He's on a roll now. He is on a roll. So you have to take that into consideration. I well. definitely do, but I think also there's a chance of him getting hurt, beat up, battered, bruised. Like It's just harder playing 60 games in a row. He breaks it, he breaks it. Oh, if he breaks it, he breaks it, yeah. Oh, there will definitely be, though. I think it's going to be... Hit streak in a, a season, and hit streak over, you know, two seasons or whatever. Like they'll have two different separate things. I think they should. I think one season is a lot harder than two seasons. I don't disagree with you. However, a cool down period that as an off season in baseball is just as difficult as a consecutive as playing every day. I believe one season is a lot harder than breaking it up. He's going to have the preseason to try to get back into the swing. I don't know what the record is starting the season off with a, a hit streak. It's definitely got to be hard because sure. you're trying to get back in the groove of it. I'm not saying it's going to make it easier. I think 56 games, 56 games, it's going to be a great hit streak no matter what. But Well, it'll certainly give people something people to talk about oh, yeah, in definitely. the offseason, which is, which is great. He worked hard to get it, and he's successful. I tell you what, I don't know. I don't know anybody in National League playoffs right now that would want to play the Phillies right now if they were in it. Other than the Astros, because the Astros just oh, sure. kept smacking us around. But sure. But yeah. if the if the Phillies played the Astros in a one game playoff at Simpsons Bank Park, I think it was ours. Yeah, it was it was us for the it was ours for the taking. It would have been nice to see us see the Phillies play the Cardinals, but we'll never know. Never know. 
But he also, Tom, wanted to know, uh, these questions kill me. I mean, we talked about Tom Brady being a Hall of Famer. If he keeps playing the way he has been and if he's been 280 and if he breaks a record, would he be a Hall of Famer? Rollins? Yeah. That's a great question. I If he breaks 56? Do you believe if someone breaks like a record, they should be? No, I don't. Okay. I don't. I don't. People can get lightning in a bottle. Right. If he breaks 56, he'll be in the Hall of Fame, but I don't think he'd be a Hall of Famer. He'll be in the Hall of Fame because his record because right. of the record. He's not a Hall of Famer. He won't have a, a, a bust or a plaque. Absolutely not. I don't think so. I don't think it's possible. I don't I, think it's I think possible. it's way too early to even consider him yet. He's got the defensive skills. I mean, there are... There are um, Ozzy Smith. Yeah, Ozzy Smith is in the, in the Hall of Fame because of his defensive skills. Yes. So could you, if Rollins plays for seven more years and he breaks the fifty-six game hitting streak, you don't think he'd be a Hall of Famer based on just his defense and that streak? I think it's I think it's a lock. We're talking a lot of ifs. Not a like getting into ifs. Well, if he breaks a fifty-six right. game and winning if streak, he does this, and if streak. he does that. If he hits 500 home runs, yeah. If he, if he now, see that's right. see now you're being ridiculous. There's too many ifs about that. Okay, that's one fine. I don't, yeah, one I don't think he's going to break the but, record. But the question was, if he breaks it, is he a Hall of Famer? I think if he breaks it and he stays in the league and plays consistent defense like he's been doing for seven to ten more years, he's a lock for the Hall of Fame. Do you agree or disagree? I don't disagree. If anyone plays for 15 years and they, they're very good defensively. And they're very good. They have a 280 average. I wouldn't say very good, Dave. I would okay, say exceptional. Right. Anyone that's exceptional at defense and anyone that has a 280, 290 average, yeah, they're going to make the Hall of Fame. But I don't see him doing that. I, I see him batting 250. I see him starting to go back on his lull. Yeah, okay. He bats 250, hits eight dingers, breaks a 56-game hitting streak, and plays that insane defense. He's, an, he's a lock for the Hall of Fame. I don't say it. Well, it's it's a guarantee. Uh, you know, you can see whatever you want. You're right. wrong. Oh, we'll see in 20 years when he's like Mickey Mordini getting four or five votes. You know, Mickey Mordini's in the Hall of Fame. What's that? Ugliest player ever to play? Unassisted triple play. Very nice. Very nice. Yep. It's, a... Yeah, people. There's different ways to get in the Hall of Fame. Sure. He's sure. not a Hall of Fame player, but he's in the Hall of Fame. No, Rollins breaks it and plays the same defense he's been playing and makes the All Star team like he's been doing. He's a lock, stone cold lock. I don't think there's anything to worry about. I don't think we're going to see that. Are the Flyers a stone cold lock to win the Stanley Cup this year? Yes or no? No. Because nobody's a stone cold lock to win it. I think there's going to be a lot of. You have Richards and Carter, two rookies. You're putting a lot of pressure on them. I don't know if they're going to be able to stand up to it. I hope they are. I mean, everything you hear about these two guys is they're class guys. Sure. They know how to play. World Junior so Championships. You, do you really know anything about this team? No, nobody does. About the team? I can tell you about the team. I can't right. tell you how the team's going to play, how the other teams are going to play. I'm looking at Pittsburgh. I just think that team's going to fall apart. I think they have too many wheels that don't have enough spokes holding together. What about Tampa Bay, though? I didn't think Tampa Bay was going to win a year and a half ago, let alone this year. They don't, right. One, they don't have Hobby Bullen, so that's going to hurt them a lot. They don't have the, the best goaltender out there. Or who played the best in the gotcha, the uh, postseason? So I don't see Tampa Bay doing it. But it's funny I that like you know, the Flyers come into this thing as favorites a lot. Oh, they and do, they, and they they always the, have a good team. They poop the bed. Uh, before they always had a good team because they had no problem putting the money out there. They could throw the salary up there. This year they actually got a legitimate team within a, a structured salary. Sure, I like that a lot. That's what they did with the salary and the players they have. They did a great job. That's what makes people like, wow, like they got Forsberg and Hatcher, and they're bringing in the young guys that just won this. The Flyers are bringing up young players that won the cut down in the AHL, and also their EHL team, the second tier of the minors, they also won the championship. They got great young players. Not great, but they have really good young players coming up that should be able to fill in, and hopefully they do. A great balance of veterans, rookies, scoring defense. I like it a lot. Who's in the finals this year? I say I'm definitely going Flyers. Why? They don't. They have all the hype and they never produce. I think this is the year they do it. Who's the best coach in the league? The best coach in the league? That's going to be a tough one. You got the great one down there. I don't see. You think he's a good coach? No, not at all. I I really think he's going to quit, quit or be fired by. Is he own the team? He's part owner, but there's no problem firing him. Okay. I I for some reason I can't see him once they start losing and he's trying to say do this, do this, and they're not doing it. 
I think he's going to have some kind of conflict of interest because he's he has played with some of those players, so it's he still has the friendship, and I just I don't see it going over well. Well, I didn't say who's the worst. Who's, who's the, the best? Worst. I like Ken Hitchcock. I think he's a real good coach. Uh, Tortelli down in Tampa Bay. He did a great job with that team. He got them to play, got them to believe in a system. They played great. I like him a lot. Who's the best GM in the league? Best GM is Bobby Clark. Oh, he brought Why? in Forsberg. He brought in Eric Lindros. whoop de doo Oh, you're saying over the past year? I would say he you... makes him the best GM because he oh, learned how year. to he no. learned how to manipulate the cap instantly. Hold on, when Lindros came in. Wait, no, no, no. I'm just right. listen to me. Yes, Clark. You're saying Clark is the best because of what he's done in the past eight months. Yeah, for this for this year, he's the best GM because he found out how to manipulate that cap instantly, more in advance than everybody else. That's I, not a bad point. Right. I think. Prior to this, when he got rid of some players and he brought in, like he signed Turner Stevenson and he signed Knubel to lesser contracts at the time, right before the lockout happened, he saw in advance what was going to happen. Not not that he saw the future, but he's like, you know what, we're going to have to be lowering salaries and all that. I don't know how he got Forsberg in. I thought that was great. And then he got to get rid of, not that I want to see JR get traded. He made a move to get rid of the contract. He really worked it well. He did a great job. All right, I'm just going to start. I'm going to, I'm going to continue firing sure. these questions at you. I'm ready. I'm like Robert Esch over here, man. Okay, fine. That's great. JR in L.A., how's he do? Does he play an entire season? No, definitely not. Does he come back to the Flyers? No, definitely not. He gets hurt. He already has one concussion already this year. I feel bad for the guy. I think they said he has like 10 known concussions. Really? He wants to get into announcing when he's done, like he already did games. Is he, he going to be like Muhammad Ali? He wants to sit on the best yeah. damn sports show? He's going to have scrambled eggs in his head. It's a shame. Great player. How's Lindros do in Toronto? I don't think he plays a full year either. 35 goals? 25 goals. 25 goals. Half a season? Probably 60 games. Three quarters of a season. About in that area. But he's definitely going to be hurt again. He's already another player that's already hurt. Flyers go to the playoffs. Who's their, who is their starting goalie? I would say Ash. A lot of people like to see Nidamaki. I, I think Ash is going to play How well. How do you think the season's going to progress to determine who the starting goalie is in the playoffs? I really think Ash is going to be playing... 80% of the games, Nidamaki's going to play good games, or he'll play his 20% of the games. He'll have real good games, and people are going to say, oh, we need this or that. But I think Esch will prevail as the starting goaltender for the playoffs. Not that I like Esch over Nidamaki. I just don't see how. Who's the best goaltender in the league? I'd probably still go Hasek. If Forsberg played for Colorado or still? Or? If Forsberg played for Tampa Bay, are the overwhelming favorites to win no, because they're goaltender. I still think losing Hobby Bowen really hurts that team. If Forsberg comes to the Flyers, are the overwhelming favorites to win it? I think with the other additions, yes. I don't think if, if you didn't bring Hatcher and Rathke in, you still had just all basically offensive defensemen, which could be the way to go. I don't think they're going to be overwhelmingly favorites, but he definitely picks up where everyone else is leaving off. The subtraction of Ronick, Amante, LeClaire, and Recchi. How much of a difference does Hatcher really make? I think a year ago, it makes a huge difference because you're not allowed to stand in front of the net. With the different rules now, he might not make any difference at all. He just might be a six-foot-six pylon out there. If you're not allowed to clear people out in front of the net, you're not allowed to cross-check, you're not allowed to slow him down, he could just be horrible out there. Not horrible, but he won't be the Darian Hatcher of old where he can hit people, smack people around, and be that intim- intimidation factor back there. Well, that's How do you think the Flyers are going to do? I really don't have any idea. Well, I, I just... You know, I'll tell you how I feel yeah. the Flyers are going to do. Yeah. You're asking me a question. I think they're going to make the second round of the playoffs and they're going to lose. Really? Because it happens every year. And there's always that chance. I mean, Ottawa can beat them. Oh, sure. There's always that chance. But it's I don't bullshit. Think, yeah. it, the Flyers should come to play and then drive people into the ground. Ah. Whatever yeah. happened to winning and then leaving and then winning again and then leaving? Whatever happened? Why do you, why do they why do these teams let people get back in games and? You know, they, what, they show some kind of professional courtesy? Feel bad for The only professional courtesy team. out there is the Mike Singletary professional courtesy. I'll talk to you later. Right now I'm going to kick your teeth in. I'm a firm believer in kicking teeth in and walking out a victor. You know, that's what actually pisses me off about watching baseball sometimes. Well, baseball is different. It's different. I think any sport. I'm not your friend baseball right now. Baseball is tough. No, no. <laughs> close baseball, baseball games, there's no, no. Close baseball games, it's, it, there's no friends. But when it's eight four nine four in the seventh, then you do not steal in certain situations. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, what is that I what you're like, talking about? No, I'm talking about uh, the guy gets a walking high. Hey, smack him on the honey. Oh, there no, you no, go. no, 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 no. I, yeah. I agree with that. I, I, I can't stand these people, how they pick up the uh, – in football, how they pick up the other huh. guy from the other team. Yeah. They help him up. 
You should step on him. Look, he should be stepped on. I don't like when someone gets sacked and they tap on the head. Hey, good play. No, there's no time for friendship right now. Get the hell away from me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it again. But that's it. Why don't teams just go for the throat? That's what's great about know. college. That's what I love about college. Yeah. Oh, 61-10, go for the bomb. Keep going. Keep going. There's only two seconds. Go These for the bomb. These kids only have four years to do it. In. Yeah. That's a Spurrier thing. I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the latest edition of the SportsCast. We hope to hear from you soon, so check out the site for contact information. Have a nice day.